Hello and welcome, Russell, to RegTech Impact. Please introduce yourself. Uh, good morning and hello. Uh, my name is Russell Perry. I'm the founder and CEO of company. We are a uh, RegTech platform for KYB and entity identity. Mm -hmm. um, could you or how would you explain your job to your grandma or grandpa? Well, that's uh, sometimes also a question I have to that I get not just from a grandparents and and parents. Mm -hmm. uh, my job is um, and what a company does is to help verify companies to know who you're dealing with, mm -hmm. and also to make sure uh, that there are no bad actors to identify them. So before you have uh, you engage in a business trans uh, transaction mm -hmm. as a bank or as any other financial institution you want to know is that a legit business and are also the people behind the company uh legit yeah very interesting thanks um let me ask you a question how would you define regtech do you have a definition of regtech yeah well regtech or regulatory technology it's about technology and it's about compliance And the combination is really uh, where RegTech can help simplify the processing and the management of regulatory requirements. It can be uh, requirements around anti-money laundering. It can be requirements uh, about uh, data protection, etc. And uh, But in general, uh, RegTech can be uh, used across multiple sectors to help manage the requirements that are imposed either by you know, regulators or by, by laws. And this is where we are today. It's about managing the regulation. But if you look into you know, the next steps, it, it goes way beyond just managing it. It's becoming more and more part of also the business model and uh, the product of, of different providers. And as it becomes embedded, as regulatory technology becomes embedded in the way business is conducted, it is also uh, leading to a competitive advantage for those that are using technology to manage the compliance burden and change that burden actually to where they can service their clients better. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can be like um, a cost factor to a value factor. Can, can you explain that? In, uh, it's something like that, what you mean? Yes, uh, you're uh, absolutely on point. Today, uh, regulation and the management of regulation is really seen as a burden and a cost factor. So if you're talking to you know, a financial institution or insurance company, say, oh, we have these anti-money laundering laws. Ah, it just costs money. Oh, we have to budget for it. Uh, and that's, a, that's an old way really of approaching right, regulation because regulation always serves a purpose. It serves a purpose of ensuring a level playing field of all participants in a market, for example, right? Uh, it's about protecting the consumers. It's about protecting all the participants. That's why we have regulation and that's why we have enforcement of it. And uh, But if you take that next step uh, and say, okay, well, it's, it's a cost today, but can you not change that and say, what's the value? What's the return of investment if I modernize my processes, if I manage actively uh, the regulations to serve the clients better. And, you know, there's, there's some examples there. Um, I mean, ROI is something uh, that I would, uh, some of the first financial institutions are looking at as well. Uh, let's talk about account opening. Let's talk about customer onboarding, right? Uh, you know, there's a high cost with it if you're doing it manually. 
It's very uh, in labor intensive. You have a lot of documentation. You have to capture it. Somebody might be typing in data into a CRM database or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think we, we should talk about a return on investment in RegTech a little mm -hmm. bit later. But for me, it's more the question, um, if we think about the definition of RegTech and if we think uh, one step further, uh, which three branches should be or are the pioneers in RegTech? Yeah, so... I mean, as I, as I mentioned, regulatory technology can be deployed across a lot of sectors, but the main focus uh, has been, and I believe will continue to be on the financial sector, right? mm -hmm. uh, but also around data protection. And in the near future, I believe uh, also in the artificial intelligence sector. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, that means for you, if I ask you, is RegTech a trend or a really long-term value proposition What do you? What is your opinion about that? Well, I obviously being in regtech, I, I I know we we look at the the problem statements that our clients have, uh, but it's really about you know the future and a future value that can be obtained either by as we said return of investment overall, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also how to protect um, your business model mm -hmm. and protect the consumers at the end. Mm -hmm. um, how can RegTech really add value? I mean, return on investment. Do you have any practical examples? Yes. Um, so uh, general examples are what is the cost of onboarding? What is the cost of uh, opening up a new client's account? If you do it manually, you might have five, 600 euros in costs. If you deploy automation, if you deploy RegTech solutions, and there's a lot of really good ones out there today, You can put, you can uh, save up to 90%, 9-0, by deploying technology. At the same time, your return on investment, uh, when you look at, for example, merchant onboarding, right? Payment service providers, merchant networks. So typically, a merchant onboarding takes six to seven weeks, right? Until, until the entity has been verified, until all the information has been uploaded, etc. You can cut this down to almost the same day, one day. Six weeks, one day. And what does that mean? As a merchant network, I have reduced my time to first revenues of my merchant from six weeks to same day. And at the same time, if there's an e-commerce merchant, for example, says, well, okay, I need to now select a payment service provider, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I want to set up an account. If it takes six or seven weeks, but the other guys, it only takes, you know, now, like today, who am I going to choose? as a customer. I'm going to go with, with, the, with the brand that I trust, uh, obviously, but if I can do conduct my business today, I'm going to go with that provider. And then there's also, we see that the decision, if it, you know, you're paying 1.9% or 1.6% or whatever on transaction costs will be irrelevant. So you've gained a competitive advantage without actually having to compete just on price. And, and, and if you look at, um, I mean, recently, you know, we, we, we heard about N26, we heard about, uh, you know, their regulatory uh, issues and so forth. And obviously that, that can be managed. But what surprised me is that the German regulator imposed restrictions on the number of new clients that can be signed up every month. Why is that? Because of lack of reg tech embedded as part of the business model. So the manual process is not sufficient. 
an automated end-to-end and maybe even audit trail solution would allow the lifting of the cap. But think about it. Your business model is being impacted. So we're not talking about costs anymore. We're talking about top line. The revenues are reduced because of regulatory gaps. But if you also look at, for example, you know, a Danske Bank, you know, out in the market, you know, we've seen a lot of reporting on it. Also here, the business model has been impacted. The brand has been impacted, right? The reputation is something that is, you know, especially in the financial service, also is the basis of, you know, your business model. If you don't trust, you know, a brand, will you conduct business? Well, most likely not. That's very interesting. I mean, um, you give a good example of RegTech and also the value of RegTech, also the impact of RegTech, and that is very interesting. Um, is there still not a mega trends? I mean, do you have seen three mega trends in the RegTech environment? I mean, the it, it, it's a little bit uh, sector specific, of course, when we talk about RegTech, right? Uh, if we uh, look at just the financial industry, it RegTech has really been at the forefront of uh, automation enablement, automating the processes, making sure that there's no backlog anymore, in, for, for example, account opening or in periodic reviews, etc. So it, there's uh, this first trend, obviously, is efficiency gains. Right, efficiency gains and costs reduction. Then the second trend that we're seeing is that uh, next to the application and the workflows and, and so forth automation, data is becoming much more important. What is the data that is used for a risk uh, classification, uh, sorry, risk categorization? What's the data that is used to verify you know, individuals and companies? In our case, We see that uh, the, the major trend here is to move from static company information to primary source. So live data from the primary source like a government register. Fundamental change, right? Because data is going from static to dynamic. It's becoming from uh, a secondary source to a recognized source from a regulator standpoint. And the third trend that we're seeing is that Uh, single, uh, you know, like periodic reviews or single uh, verifications, etc., are being replaced with ongoing monitoring and perpetual, what we call perpetual KYB. So ongoing interaction uh, with uh, the entities or customers, etc., to ensure that there's ongoing compliance, not just one-time compliance. Very interesting. Three mega trends. Thank you, Russell. But um, I mean, you are a um, founder of a RegTech company. And the question, um, what should established companies learn or consider in order to better collaborate with RegTechs? Do you have an opinion, meaning collaboration with RegTechs? Uh, yes. I mean, the... the to improve the, the collaboration... Um, The, the established players, established uh, uh, companies, especially large banks, need to change their approach also in procurement uh, to also uh, look at technology companies as what they are, so reg tech companies, they are helping solve a problem. So if you have regulation today, it doesn't help if you have to go through a 24-month procurement process. right? And I think also... 
the the this waterfall process of procuring services to fight uh you know anti money uh, to fight money laundering or to ensure compliance which is a problem today uh needs to also be reflected in how uh the you know the setups are for proof of concepts how are pilots set up there has to be a fast track and this is where reg techs you know reg techs typically are the speedboat they're solving a problem today they're solving a problem with technology today right and uh and as regulation changes right because we we saw that with anti money laundering directive 4 5 and 6 you know there were we had two year approximately two years between the 4 and 5 or sorry two and a half years so something like that and then between 5 and 6 it was 11 months before it went into effect right so as regulation changes at an increasing speed regtechs are here to service uh, that need and at the same time also the established players need to change and adapt because they need to implement much faster too so i would say collaboration and it's not a one way street it's not the reg, reg tech companies that say okay i have a solution i'll help you it's not like you know a, a selling which is linear there has to be collaboration because every like for example financial institution obviously has some legacy uh, systems has you know different uh, ways of doing uh you know their in, internal compliance etc so it has to be collaborative that's uh, interesting um Russell, what other two topics should we definitely talk about today? Do we have two topics? Um, well, you know, uh, the the buzzwords uh, in regtech are uh, obviously blockchain and artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. And there's two ways uh, of how you know these uh, technologies work together. Blockchain, obviously. Um, is a you know a technology that regtechs are adopting in order to record certain transactions and this is where the integration really uh, also with, with the data comes in into play where if we talk about blockchain and regtech we're talking about moving into an era of an audit trail having immutable records of transactions having immutable view of what interactions and what data has been captured across a whole uh, life cycle of a client, right? And regulators play an important role too, because now for the first time, they have the possibility to have a window into transactions. And I think here, uh, if we get it right as a reg tech uh, sector, working with the regulators and say, look, you should be regulating and not just penalizing and uh, imposing you know, fines. What is if you could actively look into what's happening in, for example, payment networks or cross-border uh, payments, right? And identify where there might be problems and regulate to actually uh, reduce uh, the, the illicit activities before they become a problem. So really going from, you know, just being the agencies that find to the agencies that regulate actively. And when we look at uh, also artificial intelligence, I, I do believe that this is the next era also of RegTech because there's a lot of artificial intelligence systems being deployed. It's being applied in all kinds of different sectors. But if we also look at the need for transparency, How are the how is artificial intelligence deployed for decision making, for risk assessment, for classification? Regulatory technology here can help 
manage also uh, the the technology to make sure it is also used for the good rather uh, than the opposite. Very interesting two topics. Thanks. Russell, we are finally in the end of our podcast. Um, the last question, who would you like to have a coffee or tea with? Uh, always, always a good question. Um, you know, you know, being a telecoms engineer uh, trade uh, and also have European law uh, background, um, I was always fascinated uh, by you know technology, uh, those that also built the future. And uh, you know, there's uh, obviously a lot of futurists, there's a lot of scientists and so forth. But as a telecoms engineer, I was always uh, quite fascinated by Hedy Lamarr, well known uh, as as an actor but also the brain and the inventor behind some of the technologies that we use today in mobile telecommunications. And I would love to, I would be, I would love to go back in time and pick her brain, just understand how did she come uh, to, uh, to understand how um, the spread spectrum or frequency hopping, et cetera, could help us build new services and technology. Perfect. Thank you, Russell, to be my guest. Have a nice day and bye-bye. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye.